listen to the Black Guy Who Tips podcast, because Rod and Karen are hot. Guess who's Bizak? Still smelling, cracking my clothes. <laughs> Don't make me have to relapse on these hoes. Take it back out to taxing them. Road, yeah? When I was hugging it. No, niggas couldn't do nothing with it. No, just straight out from the oven with it. Came for the dirt, I emerged from it all. Without a stain on my shirt, you can blame my old earth for the shit she instilled in me. Steal with me. Pay plus work. Shit, she make me milk this game for all it's worth. Hey, welcome to the Black Out Test Podcast. Your host, Rod and Karen. And we're live on a Tuesday. Yes, with some of our favorite people. Yes, ready to do yeah. some podcasting. Yes, we are. Uh, you guys should recognize the voices that you heard because they've been on the show many times before. Mm-hmm. Um, it's been a, it's been a while for my man Mike, but uh you know brandon yeah. was just on with medium popcorn uh not too long ago with justin um so uh you can say that with a little bit more enthusiasm rod yeah well, and i want to apologize for that i'm sorry that you had to deal with that shit i'm sorry i'm so sorry with people who are not me you know uh that's why we i have a little little uh group that i have called uh the browns for brandon where every black comic i know with the last name brown we're together on one one email server and we're like hey we have to work with him in some capacity yeah so. a lot of people don't know uh gordon baker brown's last real name is brown like it's actually <laughs> exactly gordon baker brown but well, he goes yeah, that's what it was gordon baker brown but what happened was in the community there was also brother baker brown right who's a moon and he didn't want to <laughs> have things yeah 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 so you know we said hey why don't you go with the bone for your dog right there you go oh uh, <laughs> nah man we, it's, it's so it's so good to see y'all man it's so good to hear y'all back it man that that's why we love him and we missed y'all so much i'm gonna tell you one thing just like i i, I harassed jl i am one of the, the the few people that i was like hurt and crushed when the show went away i'm not gonna lie and then it was like, are they getting divorced? I mean, do I got to pick a parent? I didn't know what to do. You know what I'm saying? And then I was like, well, I'm glad they still speaking to each other. They look like they still getting along. All right. So I, so I guess, you know, me as the kid, I, I just still love both parents. It's <laughs> a funny thing to, it's a funny thing to think about that. You know, it's like, cause we don't, like, you know, you guys do do the show, so you don't know who, like, you might affect. But we were talking about this today, how, like, I was like, yeah, we look at you guys as, like, our cousins in yeah. the game. Well, I said, good, I said good brunch friends, because I see Rod always out with brunch with a drink. He and I would be drinking. Yeah. yeah. Like yeah. We got, we got to get up there to see y'all I, soon. <laughs> see, but but I, I said cousins more and just the black familial experience. Mm-hmm. You know, like, oh, that's my cousin. You know what I mean? Like, and, and that's the way. But in both ways, it works, you know. Yeah, yeah we, we're, still, we're still good, you know. We we got our show coming up, you know. I mean, we we back we back in the studio. Yeah, that's yeah. right, Tommy. I like back Saturday, July twenty seventh, y'all. Didn't even need to plug it. Yet. We plugged it just because. Feels like summer. Uh, I, I saw the uh, I saw the event on Facebook. You know what I'm saying? Y'all go ahead and get yourselves uh all registered to go. Let them know y'all coming. Um, that's dope, man. And then like, what was the 
like what was the break about like how long of a break was it and are we having a real are we doing a real episode oh yeah yeah we want to know they've been trying to ask me about this for a long time yo rod shoots straight up he's like what's going on i'm saying we family let's let's talk about it in front of all these people in public let's go what happened man okay um i'll let i'll let brandon tell it oh so this nigga get married and shit. <laughs> so like, you know what you did, Brandon. <laughs> when we when we wrapped the show, uh, it was like kind of like the culmination of a lot of things. And yeah. honestly, like I was, we were talking just like before this recording uh, episode of Mike's podcast, like like booking the show was just becoming less fun. Like the comedians mm. we were booking, we weren't getting the lines we wanted. <laughs> the comedians we booked uh, were like flaking on us, which never really happened before. Yeah. Mm. And then the show was just losing respect because so many open micers and random people were doing bar shows and other things and they were diluting like what made us special, right? Right. Mm-hmm. And so that compounded on like, you know, Mike was going through some things, I yeah. was going through some things. Yeah. And it's like, could we take a br- took a break? Because honestly, like if we had kept the show going, at one point, I would have had to stop doing it for a while because I had to take in my wife's two god kids. So <clears> that's a complete life changer. And I, right. I'm glad we took the break that we did. We're yeah. doing the show whenever we want at this point. Um, as for the podcast, you know, like Mike and I, I, mean, yeah, I can't lie, we we have great chemistry. Like right. I'd be remiss to not do yeah. another project sometime yeah. soon. I I personally do want to do the podcast again, but if we do it again. It's gonna. It has to be uh, viable in all the check boxes. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because and and that's the thing where it's like, uh, I mean, you you hear it on episode like so. We did an episode of You Good before this where like we kind of hash some stuff. It's a really, it's, it's a really good episode. It has like comedy out loud feels and all that stuff. But um, mm-hmm. just that idea of I don't even know where, where I was going with that because I, I had so many bars. Or something. I mean, it's just like <laughs> we can't focus on stand up comedy like, yeah. just as like the only thing. Right. Just because yeah. we're both like. Honestly, in regards to mental health, like we're both just in better places because yeah. that's not our number one thing that we're doing anymore. Yeah. We're doing podcasts and we're yeah. doing writing, all that stuff. And I think that that's fulfilling us a little bit more than mm-hmm. stand up comedy. Comedy Outlash is a cool way to like bring people that we really fuck with in the comedy mm-hmm. world on stage and we could have just like a fun party, yeah. right? Um, whereas podcasts, like we definitely should like do like topical things. Mm-hmm. And, um, we've talked a little bit about something. So yeah. like pretty much what we're trying to say is, hey, we're working on some stuff. We're working on some stuff. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, yeah. It feels like. trying to get us to open up old yeah. wounds and shit. No, we can open them up. <laughs> yeah, we can open. We nah, I, no, no. Ser- sincerely, like, I don't even know if y'all even had any issues or whatever right. because, like, um, and, I mean, I, and I kind of applaud it, but y'all, how, whatever was going on, y'all, y'all handled that shit without Behind it being like, I'm about to go on the, on Twitter and yeah, subtweet this nigga. We done seen it get real I'm ugly. A, I'm gonna online. be on my, I'm gonna be on my podcast being like, fuck this nigga. Everybody's like, I know who you talking about. So like, whatever y'all, like that, I, I literally was asking not to start no shit, but right. just on some like, oh, is everything straight? Right. It's good it's to see y'all cool. back. It's good to I see mean, y'all I, back. I, y'all talking. I mean, is, is, is it? I'm, you know, on site. You gonna get this smoke? I didn't know. I've been listening to, um, like you good. I've been listening to yeah. uh, medium popcorn, mm-hmm. like you know, pretty like faithfully. So yes. you know, it's like I'm still gonna be a you know a fan yeah. no matter of what. But yes, it was just yeah. you know, it's yeah. just the same question. I'm sure every fan that's listening to this right now that has listened to y'all show is like, oh yeah, what happened to Comedy Outlier? So that yeah, now they got the yeah. the inside scoop. It's, uh, yeah, it, it feels like a. It's funny because like when we hearing it now, yeah. it's like we were living it. 
And it's right. like it wasn't like we were gonna shit on each other. Like, that's still my like like whatever's right. going right. on, we'd handle that. We'd handle that out if there's like right. an issue like that. And so it's just funny to to hear like, oh yeah, I forgot how the public might see it. Yeah, I never care. I mean, but you never. It's, all, it's like you, you, but it's like you never see that anymore, man. Right. Like, like you see people that be cool as fuck one day, and yeah. then like you. I mean, we've all seen it at this point where you just like you log on Facebook and you like what the fuck you know and and you know like facebook twitter all those algorithms they're messy as shit so like they move all the fights to the top yes, you know what i'm do. saying so like when people are going at it and shit like that you kind of see it whether you want to see it or not and i mean like i said we never saw anything so i had no reason to think yeah like, it was i was a, thinking y'all still cool yeah so i had no yeah, idea I, I like to think of the break almost as like we have like the personality and kind of like vibe of like jay-z and kanye right yeah but we 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 went our separate ways for a bit, like outcast, right? Like yeah. outcast, they don't yeah. talk ill of each other. They, they do their own thing. They occasionally come back and collaborate, get on some, um, you know, songs with each other. Yeah. And that's kind of like the way that like, I think that it works, right? Mm-hmm. Like, um, yeah. we work together for every, every week, pretty much for six plus years. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. And at one point, it was just like, for me, I was just like, man, I need a break from everything. Like, mm-hmm. I need to just focus on, like, my first year of marriage. Yeah. I also had some health issues and stuff. So, again, like, if we had tried to keep it going, it probably just would have made it worse for me. Oh, for sure. Because I would have been more stressed out trying to make sure we yeah. kept a consistent episode out. Yeah. That we kept the monthly show going. Right. And it's probably the best thing possible for me and, like, my mental yeah. health, at least. Yeah. That's dope. Yeah. I mean, um, I'm just going to say the opposite. It just ruined my life. I'm just crying every night. <laughs> oh, my God. Brandon right back next to me. Um, <laughs> no, I, I I think it is it's really important though. You fucked up my money, Brandon. Yeah, you fucked up my money. You know I I can't afford anything. All I got from the store was this napkin. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna eat it later after the show. Um, I I think that we we needed to take that break. I think and I also think it's 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 funny because like Brandon and I we met we didn't know each other on internet at all because like. When I originally came to the show where we met, the Grit yeah. Show, I came because of uh, uh, Rob Santos and Dylan Stevenson. Because Rob mm. Rob Santos was somebody, a uh, real fun comedian, uh, funny comic out in uh, Connecticut now. And he was in New York starting out. And then Dill was in Harlem, Mike yeah. in a lot. And he was also on Twitter, heavy. So when I saw they was on a show together, I was like, oh, I'll go there. And at the show, I meet Brandon, we talk. And then we actually weren't even working together or like hanging out we were just talking about comedy and in, in, in the sense of like what is needed in the game you know what i mean right. like okay well we see all these shows there's not a lot of black producers why aren't they black you know and we have these conversations and so even though we're both doing our talent thing we saw that there wasn't anything for us like the same way like in a podcasting space when you're like we're black podcasters and we we hire echelon but it's like but if nobody else sees it then, right. like, doesn't matter. But also, mm-hmm. like, you know how important it is to create that, to be like, right. I don't got to be the top person, but somebody got to do something because what, what's happening out here. Right. And I think because we were able to talk in, like, from that honest beginning part, it wasn't like, yo, I see you hot and, and we're going to do all this thing. It was like, all right, no, no, I respect you. I see, like, he's right. like, oh, I know you from all your stand-up, and I see you moving out here. And I'm like, oh, and I see you moving out here. I do, Like, I met you at your show that was packed out. So right. we both are like looking at each other as that level of like artistry and producer at the same time. That was and we uh, could talk as like people. So I think that's fun fact. Do. That was a show that I used to run with Justin Brown, by the way. Yeah. Uh, oh. Yeah. And we we were doing. They we promoted doing... it in the email server I was talking about. That's how I became. <laughs> <laughs> 
Um, Justin actually really- brought me into it. You know, <laughs> we did a donation bit for that show to like make some money. Yeah, and we passed around like an empty bottle, like a uh, empty can of like Quaker Oats. Yeah, <laughs> and then we were, like, making, I remember like my friend Dan was like, "Yo, I think we're making a decent amount of money." Yeah. That canister disappeared. What? <laughs> what kind of? First of all, what kind of Great Depression pay, uh, plan was this? The pass out an empty can of Quaker Oats. Like, what was the security going well, on in this situation? Nobody was walking with the can. I was early twenties. I didn't know anything. <laughs> I didn't know how money worked. But people was putting people was putting uh, potatoes in that shit. <laughs> seeds, right? Sunflower seeds, watermelon seeds. Oh man, I'm sorry that happened to you, bro. That's fucked up, man. All right? In the game too, but like, yo, we'll pass around this Quaker Oats bucket. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> Wait till I get this bucket back. Man, a lot of people put some money in there. Yeah. <laughs> it never came back to me. I was like, Wait a minute. Yo, it's just if it was like a, a skit on a TV show, it's like the last nigga that gets it got on sunglasses yeah. and a trench coat. It just puts it under his coat and walks the fuck out. Like, all right, guys. <laughs> yeah, exactly. All right, then. Y'all have a good one, man. You know what right. I'm saying? Look to the left. Look to the right. <laughs> yeah. What happened to the Quake O's bucket? Oh, mm-hmm. man. No, it no probably bad. was Mike Brown. He was probably. <laughs> 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 he said, I feel bad. I'm going to go say hi to Brandon real quick. Yeah. <laughs> well, I bought him a drink with his own money. I said, hey, what you want? I got it. <laughs> Now this time, when, <laughs> <laughs> this time when y'all preparing for the like for the for the you know for the uh, the show of the summer, man, is it like easier to, to do it because y'all been doing it so much? Is it are you rusty or is it like you know it's booking harder to find you know find your peoples and get your connects? Like how's it going? Yeah, I mean, to be honest, I I miscalculated. I forgot that July is notoriously tough for our show. Mm. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. And so uh, it's just trying to sell these tickets. Like usually that's not a problem, but I realized July, like notoriously, when I look yeah. back back at like past years in sales, yeah. I'm like, oh shit, this is a really <laughs> yeah. tough month. I think we also got to like probably probably do like a, a stronger like IG push to do. Just yeah, because yeah. it's like it's it's just like the game. I'll say this like the game has changed. The a game lot. has definitely changed. It's yeah. just like so. It's like we still. Put on, we still know how to put on a great show, but before it was, it was, uh, people were like accustomed to seeing the show every month. So like mm-hmm. when we first started, it was like, oh, this is a fun thing. And then yeah. the, the first fans would come every month and know they had a show. And then it'd be some new fans who would come to the show and be like, oh, this is a great show. Maybe I'll come next time. But because we kept doing it for six years, I think people either got like tired of the brand or didn't know, mm-hmm. yada, yada. So like now we know all the right things to do when we're doing them, but it's like, this is a different time. No. This is like, like, like. There's so many like new things. I'm trying to think of what happened since we stopped well, it's doing just like, the show. With like Netflix, there's so much stand-up comedy yeah. available on that. Yeah. It's not like uh, you know, Super Video Bros or Drunk Black History, where it's yeah. like kind of like that's a unique thing. Yeah. Like Drunk Black History, we like sold that shit out because everyone's yeah. like, we never see anything like this. We're in right. stand-up comedy now. Like I said, there's so many independent shows now. It's diluted. The scene is... The, yeah. like, ironically, none of them are ran by any black men. So mm. if you're in New York City and you want to support the brothers, come out to you know. <laughs> Let me also join that race car there. Go ahead. Yeah, I'll see you. Comedy Outliers, and you were in New York City on Saturday, July 27th, you're officially racist. Even if you're black, you mm-hmm. black racist. See, they, they out here trying to do something good with their lives. They could be out robbing people, but see, if you can just get these tickets, you know what I'm saying? You, you can save a brother's life. 
yeah. You gotta but use whatever those tickets cost. You gotta use the same uh you gotta use the same sales tactics as like those kids in the basketball uniforms yeah, on the yeah. trains. Like, <laughs> Excuse me, ladies and gentlemen. Excuse me, ladies and gentlemen. You're hurting up, but I'm not <laughs> I'm on your couch right now, but I'm trying to sell the tickets. <laughs> you might wanna laugh at these jokes. Um nah. <laughs> it's funny, right? Like you have to promote like giving niggas a good time, like Yo, we're gonna, yeah. you're gonna come out, you're gonna have a couple of drinks, you're gonna laugh, you're gonna have a good fucking evening. Please, please come out and have a good time. Please, I'm begging you to laugh and have a good time. The world is so shitty. You can just get rid of it for two hours and see some funny ass comedians like, I don't know, man. I might just stay in and be it's, depressed. <laughs> it's, it's so, it's crazy because like, well, even when we did the show, right? When we, when we did it back at Lily's when we first started. Yeah. People would come early and get food, you know what I mean? They'd eat, mm, and then right. after the show, people would chill around. So it was like, it was an entire vibe that we gave out for six years. And so now even like being at the Bell House, which is a great venue, and it's like a big whole production of a show, but it's like, yeah, we're not doing this every month anymore. We're like, we're right. doing this like kind of when we feel Ad like hoc, it. And, just like, right. Yeah, like we have to feel it. We have to both want to do it, all these things. So us making this thing is, is special. Like I, I look at it as like a... I kind of look at everything like like albums now. You know what I mean? Like when someone drops an album, yeah. it's like, oh, this is this is the feels We're like. We're trying to give y'all love below a speaker box. You just gotta yeah. come. Yeah, I feel you. This is, but this is not even that. This is like a Quemini too to me. You know what I mean? Like it's not no, like we're we never doing do it. Can't, we can't do the, our storytelling part three. That's just oh man. Hey, so can we be alone to fucking crap? But y'all know that we wrapped as Outcast during our two year uh, Halloween show. No, it was a year ago. I just oh wait! I think I saw the show. Did y'all have like an art a for that? Of it would be like this. My, my yeah, dad, yeah, yeah. I did see I that. Did, I did 2000, and he had no shirt on. And he just <laughs> And I just walked off stage during those. <laughs> I was just like, oh, this, this got too weird. <laughs> it wasn't even like, was it Rosa Parks? I think so. Yeah, because what happened was I ended up we oh, I yes. went to Rosa Parks, and then I revealed to Mike. I was like, man. This would go much better than when I tried to do this in high school. Like, you, did this you already did this? So he already failed with it. Uh, he was like, let's do it again, but with you. <laughs> I'm going to bring you, let me bring you into my failure. I'm going to recruit you into yeah, this franchise. Welcome to the Cleveland Browns. Aww. Man, it, you know, um, the other thing too, though, is, uh, like since, since y'all have like, you know, kind of both been branching out, man. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, obviously we had Brandon on, like, medium popcorn is, is blowing up, is dope. Mm-hmm. Y'all are like mm-hmm. rotten tomatoes certified and shit now. Uh, niggas spoiling movies. Uh, like, it's, it's, yeah. that's dope. But, um, we haven't had Mike on. We haven't had Mike on since he started his show. Yes. Um. Because, and I don't know if you are uh know about it yet because I I don't know how much we like shouted it out on the show, but uh it's called You Good with Mike Brown. Mm-hmm. Um. And it's on that same like network. Uh, I think Loudspeakers Network. 
Uh, and it's online, man. Just, yeah, you can find it everywhere, man. Now that it's shit, man, it's online somewhere. <laughs> nah, man, you can find you can find it. Go for a year. You got a year to enjoy it. You got a year, and then we're gonna recalibrate what we want to do with that. Yeah, well, look, I uh, like I said, I love the show. It's it's like it's real dope, man. It is. Um, I love the interviews. Like they're real introspective. Um, you really get stuff out of people that you don't hear other places. No, and then um even i mean not not you know not to say i wish it on any podcast but even even when you have somebody not show up and it's just you and chris or you know just kind of going off the dome i I like those too man Mm -hmm. like uh it's 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 like different from hearing like you know hearing you on comedy outliers um where there's still like a kind of a a rapport between you and brandon where y'all are kind of talking inside dope about comedy but um you know it's it's dope to hear somebody like kind of talk about mental health or you know from their perspective and not from like the highfalutin like academic perspective of like you know let me use this 12 dollar word and explain it to you because you know you don't know what the fuck i'm talking (laughs) about like it's it's cool to hear somebody talk about it from like just a regular person's perspective but also you know being open agreed and and i and i think from me from my perspective as a listener um i feel like you're opening up the door to something and, and and i applaud you for this that a lot of black people don't talk about in general is mental health you know, yeah. because in general, that's something we've been taught to pray it away, to wash it away. Mm-hmm. Your your grandma's yeah. dust going to get it away, but not going and actually getting help that you actually need mm-hmm. to solve yeah. this problem. Yeah. And so many of us have breakdowns and, and, and have like real life altering things happening, going on in our heads that we actually need professional help with. And it's interesting yeah. to see. Like Roger say, just normal ass people talking about their routes and what they've had to deal with because you've talked to people that are very famous and you talk to people that are just normal people. And I don't mean that in bad ways, but but different yeah, ends of the yeah. spectrum, you know, to see how these things affect them mentally. And it's just wonderful to hear black people just talk about black shit because a lot of times when you hear this, you get white people's perspectives. <laughs> so I'm tired of y'all white people talking nothing personal against y'all. I want somebody to look like me and sound like me. They were like, yeah, my nigga, I had a problem. Da, 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 da. And you know, and yeah. this is what happened. And you know, I fell out with my aunt and yeah, I had to cuss that bitch out. But then I thought about it and realized yeah. I was wrong. You know, <laughs> shit like that. Like the real shit that people don't want to talk about. Yeah. yeah, that's. I think that's what's missing from just just everything. Like even like with with like Brandon's show, right? It's something where he takes you take the idea of movies, and he's always like it's like a thing. It's like I guess not a point of contention, but like he's always been a movie guy, and mm-hmm. I've never really been a movie guy. So like if we do podcasts and he goes to the movies, I'm like, all right, well go ahead. Like I'm you know I'm super black to make it in, in my upbringing and have missed <laughs> everything from culture. So have a ball. Right? Yeah, he was like, I only watch black movies on Netflix. I'm like, good luck watching a man in 3D. <laughs> 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 that's one of the worst movies of all time man that's holy shit i'm gonna i'm gonna i'm gonna enjoy it i'm gonna watch it just but but the thing is like yeah. for him to talk about like it's just him talking about movies right but it's like when you and i mean like or you and justin are you in uh in uh gordon but it's like to be able to just talk about it openly and freely with your people and then everyone who hears like oh this is like so not you know overly produced there right. is like a real chemistry there there is a real feel there and you just don't you don't get it fucking i mean anywhere you i just like ass. i just like black podcast boy like our voices like being out there like yeah. shout out to chris lambert yeah uh, 
Shout out to like even JL with his weird ass Trump thing that he's doing. Oh, I love I'm it. Right it's so good. It's so good. Oh my god. I think it's a real stand up comedy podcast that was out there because he talked about the business. Yeah. Right. He talked about what it's like to be burned by the business. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. I hope he brings it back eventually. But um. I don't Me think too. I want him to bring it back, but I don't think he's. Yeah, I don't think he coming back, but I I wish he would just because uh, I mean one, it was fucking hilarious. It was dark, but it was hilarious. But also, he would spit about some real shit, and it's like you know, and I understand why people don't because like you at work and people don't look at like comedy as a workplace, but it, it fucking is. is. Like you piss off the wrong person, your ass ain't never gonna be yeah, shit. These are your coworkers. So, you know the same way you can walk into a nine to five, you piss off the wrong mm-hmm. manager. Your ass ain't never gonna be shit. So I get why yeah. a lot of people don't want to go down that path. But JL was just out here like, well, let the bridge burn. Mm-hmm. J- JL, man, it was like, you know, like when you say you go into the nine to five and say the wrong shit and you could be messed up, right? Yeah. The crazy shit about comedy is like we don't have like a place to go into. Yeah, right. we don't have like, a world that's like, the nine to five. Yeah, so you yeah. don't know when you're saying something or somebody. Like, we don't. Take it we don't have a boss that like we can go to and be like, "Hey, I quit comedy." Right. <laughs> and there's no like, there's no HR department. You know what I mean? You can't yeah. be like, "Yo, this dude was mad racist to me. Um, I'm gonna need y'all to do something about that." It's like, nigga, what? Yeah. <laughs> like you gotta go. If we are. I mean, like you know, we we talked about it too. Like. The podcast, yeah. Like, yeah, we're we're on this well, platform, but we're our own HR. And we, 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 we talk about like censorship and stuff. And I thought right. I told Mike, like, that's what I always appreciated about doing the Comedy Allies podcast with him because it allowed me to get comfortable doing podcasts and finding my comedic voice. Yeah. Right. And before I was really worried about like being my authentic self, especially mm. what I think is funny. And even though sometimes that could be like people tweet at me, Verati, you even told me, yeah, yeah you creep it. Fuck, man. Yeah, so you is creepy. You is crazy. That's the stuff that I do to yeah. make people laugh because I think that that shit's hilarious. I think the right. reaction yeah. is hilarious. And to have like an outlet that allows me to do that, have an audience that fucks me on that. Because like the fact that Ron Tomatoes is still transcribing us, I'm like, okay, so at least we're not going to do brand fucked up saying some crazy shit. Yeah. yeah. Well, I love that's it. Too, that's, that's, so, that's so dope. Yeah, I love yeah. it, man, because it's also like, um, like, uh, you have the room to like fail you know what i'm saying like mm-hmm. everybody like everybody like in order to get better at comedy or anything really you gotta fuck it up sometimes too you gotta take a joke too far you gotta go over a line or two and come back oh okay so that was the line that's where you lose people cool yeah. let me let me sharpen this shit up and mm-hmm. yeah it, like that uh like i said listen to comedy outliers like i could feel y'all like doing that over time until it just got well honed and you're just like every week bam 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 snap 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 and that's kind of um podcasting is like that too and uh you know even with comedy man like it's still like that it's just like that in the room i don't think it's like that outside the room anymore like on the internet or on youtube or some shit it's like this nigga said what but in the room you know people are like yeah okay that that you know he's gonna tell 20 jokes maybe 17 were funny and three i didn't like and you walk out of the room like that was still a good set, you know? Yeah. But, but to to that thing real quick about, you know, failing, Rod and Karen, I want to thank y'all like a lot about this. Um, on Medium Pocket, we did a Ghostbusters episode with a comedian that didn't see the movie. Oh, yeah. he <laughs> the movie. I remember that. Oh, told me about we that. We found out halfway through he didn't see the movie. He was the just shitting. Didn't okay yeah. He was just that. shitting on the, the female comics. He I didn't like, see that. I saw the original one. And I remember that. <laughs> the vitriol of the hate we got in response to that episode like was really I actually like I'm gonna be real with y'all I was depressed for like yeah, he told I was like depressed for a minute and I remember you guys like I think I did your show 
Uh, and you guys were like, you can't let that beat you. You're going to have some bad episodes. You got to keep doing your thing. Like, people will forgive. Like, yeah. Just keep moving through. Just mm-hmm. be like, yo, that was a fucking bad episode. And, like, that's what got me through. When we did Black Panther and I fought the bubbles' names. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, this nigga was fucking up. Not just character names, but, like, actor names. Like, any name. It was hilarious. It was. It didn't even matter. He was just like, listen, man. Up in Wakanda, you know, when Tatula was uh, getting mad. And then Michael B. Jordan. You're like, man, that's not even... That doesn't even make sense. I'm, but, I'm, 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 I know who you talk about. But nah, man, for real, dog. I don't think enough people. Uh, and I, I was, t- uh, I have a friend. Uh, I play ball with. He just started a podcast. Um, and you know, sometimes he'll talk. You like bend my ear, like ask for advice, or like just kind of talk about you know things he's trying or things he's listening to. And you know, that was the main thing I told him was like, dog, it it's harder than people think. Mm-hmm. When you start out, I don't give a fuck who you are. You could be a stand up comedian for fifty years when you start off you're not gonna be as good as you are at this for 10 four years later three years a month later it's just a different muscle and i said i don't envy the people getting into it now because when we got in it felt like everything wasn't forever Mm -mm. so like if you fucked up it was like yeah they fucked up in episode two but you know they revisited that topic i don't know six months later and they was like oh i oh i see what y'all saying i you know we gave them a little feedback they they picked yeah. up and learned from it and it does feel like people are less forgiving now and since the internet is forever it's like we can always go back to episode two you know it's like 50 years later and it's motherfuckers still like but episode two though remember when you said that shit and and that that is like a fear i think on a lot on a lot of creative people's heads but um yeah. the the majority of people aren't gonna be like that so you have to remember that the vast majority of people even if they're quiet or whatever if they see you trying to do your best and you're not out here trying to hurt nobody the vast majority of people will be like nah it's cool like y'all chill out you know i i I feel that but i'm also scared that like there's gonna be more people the people who are cool with it yeah they're gonna see all the people who have a problem with the shit that you said and then be like well i don't know if i could stand next to this because there's so many those people are so vocal but it's like but it's only 10 people online the peer pressure i can't just like all right so now you're taking the social media Mm -hmm. uh uh posse or mob mentality over how you truly feel and you are also scared to stand up for us because you right. know that then you become a target yeah so that's true the thing is like all right then why try to make the, art yeah true, that's it. true dog yeah. the peer pressure aspect of social media is real like i've really been talking about it a lot lately because you know you can see certain like things start to form and you're like this is incongruent with everything else i'll be saying like this like mm-hmm. in this case you guys are saying something that won't in a week something else will happen and y'all will be on the complete mm-hmm. other side of this issue mm-hmm. but um you know yeah. and maybe we just can small it just small is a great example he didn't do it in the like uh we have video of yeah. him <laughs> yeah okay he did it but like if you say he did it or he's saying that they're gonna go to this store right do you want that as a check or you want that cash oh you brothers are cute you guys want to i'm gonna put the i'm gonna put the memo out to crime i'm gonna just write the memo to crime on this check and y'all uh y'all do what it do but you but you know what's funny dog is like um one thing i really do believe in is like um because i don't try to ever have like a hot take you know that like mm-hmm. I'm, I'm gonna piss these niggas off their day like mm-hmm. i never do that yeah. i think that's yeah. super whack 
but um yeah i really just try to be authentic man i feel like 2019 was is been the year of me being like yo i got to find myself like find yeah. my way back to myself because i do feel like you can get caught out here um especially yeah. with the internet and all this shit you can get caught out here being like well these people are saying this they're these influential people i don't want to piss them off so let me just mm-hmm. not say what, what i really feel or let me just like leave this thing along and i'm not talking about harmful shit but just like like jesse smollett's a great example where as shit started unfolding i was like oh okay so that nigga did do that shit and um my thing is just like yeah he did it but maybe i don't want him to go to prison but he did that like i'm not gonna walk i don't have to be a fool to be woke i could i can be like that nigga did it but i ultimately don't care because he did it to the chicago pd and yeah yeah and and that's everyone was mad they're like oh he didn't lie i'm like the nigga said he went to subway sandwiches he's like a millionaire right (laughs) at three in the morning yeah yeah on a snowed in blizzard Three o'clock in the morning in Chicago, you're not gonna get it delivered to your house. You're not gonna Uber Eats it. I know you got it. <laughs> the surcharge in a blizzard um, on that Uber Eats is a grip. You know what I'm saying? Like you have to whisk a ass whooping for that. You know what I mean? So, <laughs> but nah, it was just that. But that was a great example of watching people go like all the way one way, all the yeah. way back, and then like blaming each other the whole time, like if you believe this it's because uh you hate gay people if you you know if you don't if you don't believe him then you know you're not woke enough and it's like everybody can relax just a little bit there's stories right now there's a story someone sent me on twitter that they want us to cover and it's about the founder of the um you know the black the black smoke the black zonian up there in uh dc uh the the she uh she's like a 85 year old woman or 75 year old woman she was found dead in her trunk of her car and obviously very mysterious uh possible foul play you know right you know what i'm saying like i don't know how you would right yeah like that's just not regular play exactly so something something happened right something happened um and people are like oh man when y'all gonna cover the story i'm like i'm actually gonna wait till we hear more because i really do want to know like what does an autopsy say um do they have any suspects people are saying people are already doing like yo ferguson activists got killed in their cars this is clearly the same work and i'm like i i mean or it could be like domestic violence like we don't fucking know so it's okay to not have to be the first she was a vampire man she was sucking everybody's blood and they were like we gotta put it out the i doubt that one i'm I'm gonna go ahead and dismiss (laughs) thank you thank you to go in the trunk. How did she live to be eighty-five years old? Did it was her coffin. I couldn't get it out. Okay. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go ahead and say. I'm gonna go ahead and say I'm gonna wait rather than to have the hottest take right away. Which I is, mean, I'm so thankful that y'all really illustrated what the hottest takes would be. <laughs> but I, I'm gonna, I, I don't need to have the hottest take. I'm gonna wait and see what the fuck happens. But as a comedian, you have the hot take, and even if it's not go, you know the the goal is comedy. Right, so right. That's like, totally different. If, yeah. If he, if like, if, if I let him be on that ledge by himself, the first thing I'm gonna do, you try to say old oh, women. <laughs> right. Okay, I got you. I gotta come. I gotta come help you. I'm like, you that. are you blood suckers. <laughs> 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 but then he can I'm stand up. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> always defended. You know, right because it's like it's a, it's a fucking joke yeah, right like, now i do like, i do find that like uh 
The, you guys are in a weird position, both the, of you two, because you do your comedy podcast, yeah. but you talk about the news. Right. So because they're giving that real information, even if you put a joke on it, somebody else might be like, well, what do you mean by that? It's like, it's just a joke. Like, the right. facts is the thing that you got. Yeah. Now we can take this apart and have fun with it. But, like, you guys don't – it's like – you guys don't. I, I don't feel like you guys like say we're journalists and we are the news. Right. And, and, mm-hmm. you know, yeah, you're not Eddie Brock in this. Yeah. Nah, nah, nah. nah, nah we're not. Nah. We're not even mm-hmm. like not even like the Daily Show. You know no. what I mean? Like we yeah. don't really take ourselves that serious. Exactly. We don't really try to have like new serious people like newsmakers and shit on the show. Like we've had nah. people like write us to be on the show. Where it's like, but my dude, dude you're yeah. trying to sell like a serious ass book. book. Yeah, and if you come on here and we make the wrong joke, it's gonna somebody might come back and look at you like, wow, yeah. they made that joke during your segment about yeah. mental health. We, yeah, it's it's some people yeah. that act to be on and we're like we're good, real good friends, and we'll tell them we'll do an interview with you, right? But we have to kind of beat them away from the main show. Like you know how you look at people like, oh, you're gonna be something, you're gonna, you know, you're going somewhere, you might run for office, get away from us, kid. Right. You know, we we have to do them like that. Because you'll be like, we don't want to be a bad influence on you. Y'all don't want this life. Because we're going to be the one to get out the hood. We're trying to do this for your protection. What does one of those dudes say when there's a little kid that's like, I kind of do want to live that life. Right. Right. It's like, uh, it's like, uh, do y'all watch that show, uh, Snowfall at all? Snowfall is on um, FX. Yet, okay. R.I.P. John Singleton. Yeah, R.I.P. John Yeah, rest in peace, man. Visionary. Um, but yo, that Snowfall show, it stars kind of like that, where like the dude that's like becomes the big drug dealer and shit. You're, it's that stereotypical thing where you're like, oh, he's the good kid in the hood that's like oh, smart enough to get out. And by the end, you're like, oh, this nigga is an evil ass monster. Okay. I, I don't think he is the one that needs to get out the hood. He loves, he needs to stay in the hood. Like what he doing <laughs> is getting too big for the hood. Like it was, it's, it's a good show though. Um, all right. Oh no, but, but yeah. Okay. Real quick. Did y'all see that video of the little kid, um, at the, the pre-K graduation? The teacher's trying to do the roll call for graduation. The little kid's like, shut the fuck yeah. up. Yeah. Oh, my God. That's the kid yeah. staying in the hood. Yeah. Yeah, yeah he needs some yeah. help, bro. People was like, he need a whooping. I was like, bro, if you think he learned that shit in a house that don't whoop kids, something wrong with you. Them people yeah, whoop their kids. That might be the problem. He needs some actual therapy yeah. and help. Yes, yeah, it's, the, the whole, it, yeah, therapy, man. Therapy's good. Everyone get a therapist. Mm-hmm. Maybe I'll find one one day that doesn't fall asleep on me. Oh, yeah. That was a terrible story. I'm sorry, man. You well, you were born oh, him? This is what I too, because uh, to respond really to get what yeah. Karen said earlier about speaking about mental health, I do think it's uh, very important. One, and I also don't consider myself a, a, a expert in any way. Um, I just... Oh, yeah, you don't read, so you can't be an expert. Yeah, I'm also illiterate. Um a little bit, a little bit, okay. <laughs> just joking. I really gotta stop this. I got money on the line. I got. See what he puts out, like, like he says, like when he says, "I don't read," mm-hmm. he says it as if I can't, can't read. read. Right. Not that I'm making a decision with my time to not read the right. book. I watch the movie. He's like, "Yeah, but you don't read." Right. Like, if you put a book in front of me, I'm gonna be like, "Oh no, I don't do this." I, don't do this. <laughs> no, I can read. Okay. This is the thing because he throws it out so like right there. Anyway. So I say all that to say because it's like I know that there's and that feels weird for me too where everyone's talking about like mental health as a, as a podcast or not as a podcast but just like that's like the new vibe now yeah. like yeah. that's the thing yeah. and it's like 
So everyone's talking about it is a thing, but no one has any experience in life. Right. This has been like a tent pole of it, or mm. and and that's the thing that's weird to me is like, as as I as I'm doing my shit, it's like, am I fucked up? For, not fucked up for doing it, but like, what do I still want to do it in a here? Well, you know, this. you do have people that come on, and uh, that's why I like about your show is that people share it there. Cause, uh, yeah. I was talking to, um, it'll be out tomorrow, but I did an interview with my friend Bossy Ickby, uh, for her mm-hmm. new book. And one of the things I, I said was like, everybody will agree that everyone is insecure about something, right? Mm-hmm. We're, everyone's yeah. insecure, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. My toes. Okay. Right. Uh, uh, <laughs> every, every, everyone's insecure. <laughs> Sometimes you gotta let your boy have it. You just gotta let him have it. No, no, no. I'm glad he said it because it just proves my point. Everyone's insecure until you open up about what you're insecure about. And then everyone's a comedian, right? (laughs) Then, like, the fucking second that you're like, yo, man, I actually think I got something going on my toes. It's like, oh, this nigga got hammer toes. Y'all come on over here. Let's clown him. So we don't really have a space for people to be like, yo, I have like severe anxiety or something like that. Or like, you know, look at these celebrities. Every time a celebrity like opens up about something where they're, they're not saying I'm right. They're saying, yo, I grew up with this insecurity and and it kind of fucked me up. People, people go in on them, right? Like, uh, Aisha Curry. Look, the way I grew up, man, I I really thought black people in my community didn't really want me. Bitch! Oh, you, oh, oh, so you one of them. It's like, yo, she was saying at 14, she felt away. And it's, and it affected her till, like, she hasn't talked about this shit or really until the last few years. Why are we ready to, like, tar and feather her and send her out of town? As opposed to being like, well, how do you feel about it now? Like, what are you doing to navigate this? how have you dealt with that like how you know she was at the bet awards the same week this shit happened so like you don't even get that part of it because we already consider like she's outside the community because we're upset that she would unveil this insecurity uh to the world when uh red table talk anytime they talk about like sex or something like that we here here's everybody we're sex positive we're so open it's, you know anytime like well uh polyamory uh open uh open relationships oh i don't know why they got to talk about that in front of their 18 year old daughter shit you're like what what the fuck is happening like y'all y'all all claim that this is okay but when it in practice it's never fucking the time it's never okay so that's why like i said i fuck with the show because it, it is a chance where people get to come in and, and it's not like a roast. Like people are like, right. yo, I had this anxiety yeah. issue. I couldn't do this. Or these were the things I dealt with growing up. And then you it's not like, right. It's, but y'all get the jokes off, but it's different than a roast. It's not like a ro- roast. Yeah. Roast yeah. energy is like, go back in the closet with that bullshit. Yeah. You can't yeah. elaborate on this anymore. Right. It's more like, oh, no, no, no. It's still funny. We find joy. We find humor. We experience the range of emotions. We're not going to cry during the middle of the show but you know what i'm saying like that person that has happened on the show by the way yeah uh, the episode with uh brian uh i was gonna say brian allen mitchell yeah yeah, so it was a great episode. Listen to that one. I thought you were going to say Henry. I'm like, you got Paperboy on the show? Yeah, Paperboy. <laughs> I'm Paperboy. That's coming out next week. Hey, that would be a good ass cat. That'd be a good get though. Mm-hmm. That dude yeah. does good uh, interviews. I, I mean, but the, but the other thing too is like is like with like Brandon and I, like we both are very authentic people. So it's like we like have Mexican. like what like Mexican food. 
Oh, okay. Oh, okay. I thought you just oh, said like okay. I said we're very authentic people, and all I heard was yeah, like Mexicans. I think I, I think like, he thought you said I think he thought you said ethnic. So, but oh, go okay. ahead. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So I just wasn't sure. I just needed to make sure that you all right and I was all right. We were right. all right. It's funny. So. <laughs> totally derailed the man's point he was he, he was going somewhere I got, I got the point okay we try to stay authentic so it's like even when we book outliers the show right we don't go say all right well who's the hottest we can get we're like now what's going to be the best show like right. the uh the last outlier show that we did we had michelle buteau on the show right since then she's been in uh uh always been my maybe what yep. was the other one that she something was great with uh my boo gina rodriguez yeah something great like and she's been killing all of those things, right? And it's like, yeah, if you would have came to Comedy Outlet, she didn't have no heat before all that other stuff. Like, she's been funny, people knew, but like, that wasn't even her first outlier show that she did with us. But right. she did that show for us off, like, off the strength, and it's good, you know, good, you know, all that stuff is good. But we saw her authenticity and be like, yo, she's dope, we're gonna have her on the show. And then you see what happened after, right. versus being like, yo, let's get Trevor Noah because we know we can sell some tickets. Right. You know what I mean? Like, so instead of getting the biggest name, we'll be like, nah, let's get somebody who we fuck with and who yeah. is dope and it's like an authentic, real curated. Show. And also the reason why we always stirred away from that too is because comics inflict on you. And if, yeah. you, build, if yeah. you build a show yeah. all around one comic, everyone comes to see like a Trevor Noah. Trevor hits us up an hour before the show, like, oh my god, I can't make it. Mm. Then you got a bunch of angry people in the audience, Shit. and they're just like, looking at Mike, and they're like, who the hell are you guys? Versus people coming <laughs> yeah. like, Mike and Brandon put on a good show, yeah. it's gonna be fun. Right. Because yeah, we, we, we are, I think we're show first. We're like, no, yeah. we, you're coming for Comedy Out. Like, you could be a Mike Brown fan and come to Comedy Out as court, or you could be a, a Brandon Collins or a Media whatever. You could be a fan of all our individual things, but right. like, you're coming out and you're going to get comedy outliers the show. Right. You know, like if we're hanging, like if we're hanging out, it's like, yeah, we're comedy outliers because like that's the brand and that's, that's the crew and team. But like that show itself is something so special. All your ears, Uh your eyes, Uh your booty hole. Yep. Everywhere. (laughs) All over. Karen, you were going to say something earlier. We got a big table. No, no, no. Oh, it's, it's no problem. I was just going to uh, uh, say something directly to Mike and uh, Brandon. I was going to let y'all know that as a, as a listener, as somebody has been watching y'all grow over the years, I have learned a lot from y'all. Like like you say, I I don't I know that I'm not a professional comedian. And when I look at people that are professional comedians, I look at like all of the hard work and dedication. Like it takes a lot to to do that. And so for me, watching y'all and actually listening to you guys and and I pick up on the the cadence. I I picked up on points. I actually yeah. study like a lot of what y'all do. I know y'all do it because of what you do, but a lot yeah. of comedian yeah. podcasts I listen to I actually pick up on stuff because yeah. I've actually got better on my puns. So you know, thank oh, you for helping oh, me oh. get I, my plan. I, 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 I'm on it now. I, I I can shoot a good one, <laughs> you know. And but the, but the thing is with the, with the plan gang, I also have the cushion of the audience because. You were talking about audience before. The thing about yeah. your audience, your audience who really loves and supports you, they're going to be there when you're high, when you're low, when you're in between. Like, they're going to be forgiving. Like, your audience knows your heart. And, and they, yeah. they, particularly real fans, and they know your intentions. So sometimes, yeah. you know, for me, I wasn't as, I didn't feel as comfortable you know, and like I said, that's kind of an insecurity because, like I say, I know that I'm funny, but I'm not a comedian. So I didn't know how to, how to jump out there and just 
kind of just go at it. You know how sometimes when you're thinking things come to you, I would put a filter on. Now I don't put a filter on. I just say it and Roger go, well, that's not the pun rules. I was like, fuck it. I don't care about the pun rules. This, yeah. this is this is what's coming out my mouth. <laughs> yeah, it's, yeah, it's, it's not that Karen, it's not that all of Karen's, like Karen's puns have gotten better. Yes, it's, they have. It's not that all of her puns make sense. No. It's, it's that she has decided that all her puns make sense. So it's just like on me to be like, all right, well, uh, that happened, and I guess I gotta play the CSI theme music. And sometimes I got to explain it to him. Hold on, hold on. What'd you say, Brandon? Love your brunch, and Karen's like, what do they call Amish people that be in a boat? And you're like, what? You say Amish style. And I just gotta, I just gotta play the, the theme music. I just gotta let it cook. It's a, it won't be fooled again. You know what I mean? Um, all right. Let me try to, I was, I know we talked, that was a, that was a super long intro and everything, but you know, it's been a while since we got to talk to the crew. Oh, <laughs> um, we did have some articles to cover. Um, I don't know what you guys are getting into out there in life right now. You know what I'm saying? I know y'all both are in relationships but um apparently choking a partner during sex is a popular porn move that is now on the rise in just casual hookups but people are not asking first oh Whoa. you better ask that's okay right that's assault that that is just choking somebody right? <laughs> right. yeah yeah that is definitely a white people thing. Right. And, and you know what, y'all? I've said this, and I will continue to say this. Ever since with the insecure where uh, uh, he busted another eye and people arguing online about whether or not you should have a bust nut in, some, in a woman's face, y'all don't get y'all asses whooped watching too much porn. Stop that shit. Regular ass, normal. These women get paid for this. They said they signed papers and said, yes, I agreed to it. Regular ass women, did, I didn't sign no paper, no, no contract. Talk to me first, nigga. I love that uh, when that episode aired, uh, it was mostly women I saw fighting about it, but it was like one section of women that had decided like, if you don't let a nigga just bust on your face, you ain't shit, and you don't, you approved, and you the problem. And I was like, oh, I never seen this before. <laughs> like, I didn't, I never been to this part of, uh, never been this part of the internet before. I didn't know y'all was out here like this. I, I thought it had to be. <laughs> oh yeah, right. I was like, uh, well, ladies, uh, let me move on. I don't. Yeah, you put like I took took a wrong turn. Yeah, went down the wrong avenue. Well, you better know your partner because you mess around and get the get the wrong one. You gonna fuck around and have a. It, it ain't gonna be no more sex. It's gonna be fighting. I wonder how they would feel if uh if if insecure had an episode where like a dude start choking somebody during sex for no reason, and they wasn't with it. They'd be like, oh, these prudes. I'm like, I'm tired of these stereotypes that black women are prudes she wasn't with a little choking you know like i wonder how they would handle it because uh i do feel like this would be scary as fuck to just try to pull on somebody some casual hookup or something yeah. on some like <laughs> you end up like that motherfucker uh bigger thomas or whatever and uh <laughs> in native son you end up you end up like motherfucking native son out this bitch <laughs> yeah, as men, you can't yeah. be you can't be making up on somebody making out and stuff. If you start choking them like Ted Bundy and shit, right? <laughs> end up in New York one real quick. Bam! I don't. This must be for white people. I don't know about this one, dog. It's got to be. I'm gonna need some type of like hints or something during I mean, the date. I mean, ask. Yeah, I'm gonna need somebody to like. I can't never take this type of initiative. I need somebody to be like choke me, which is hot. 
but i need you but i'm gonna need you i'm gonna need you to say it first but but everybody's on the same page you know it's not that it can't be sexy it's just un like unprovoked and and just like okay i don't i'm not cool with this type of thing was it 2019 oh go ahead (laughs) sorry go ahead let brandon finish his point hold on brandon what were you gonna say yeah I just said, you try to choke a Dominican woman unprovoked without any context, she's gonna rip your dick off of the chimpanzee. Okay. <laughs> so now we know, so now we know how Brandon gets down. Uh, Brandon, what race is your, what race is your wife? What race is your wife? She's Puerto Rican. Puerto Rican, okay, so. I put them with a few Dominican girls. They, okay, they, okay. But what I said still stands. Right, right, okay, alright. Um, <laughs> A 2019 study titled I like that he thinks it's only Dominican women like look a Dominican woman I'm telling you right now you try that shit with these other people man you gonna fuck around being in jail or, or fucked up off of any of these chicks mm-hmm, cause I'm gonna tell you <laughs> what <laughs> niggas out here niggas out here pulling, pulling the random choke move in the first encounter I don't know about that one Holmes nah, you, I don't know who that's working on she came over. I gave her a bowl of plantains, and so she knows that my country. <laughs> Shit, I don't know that. I don't know that. I'm. I don't know that I'm not scared of somebody if they start trying to choke me. You know, what I'm saying? like I'm the dude. I'm like, ah, oh, like, what you doing? You know what? That, that is like. No. Uh, I, I don't know what I would do if a woman tried to choke me during sex. Because one time, this is like a real story. I don't like. I don't like sudden movements. Mm-hmm. And this girl I'm talking up with, she like we were like hanging out in bed. And she like jumped on top of me because she wanted to give me another blowjob, and I got scared. And I was like, "Oh no!" And I accidentally slapped her across the face with the no. of the bed. Oh so I no! Fucking me out of nowhere. I don't know what's gonna happen. You should have asked oh, if you just slapped. No. <laughs> <laughs> you definitely need a safe word. And just go slapping willy nilly. Definitely need a safe word. This nigga reflect. This nigga reflexively slaps on my. <laughs> oh god i'm so sorry i didn't oh you were trying to help me out you were trying to I, okay can we restart now i do have to ask the question though brandon um after that did she still suck your dick because i feel like that's the end of the oh, night no, no. That, that was the end of the night she just yeah. came up from bed and apologized and went to sleep yeah in the morning yeah. Started, everything is fine <laughs> hey look in the morning in the morning he woke up the police was there Sir, we're uh, here on an assault and battery charge. Uh, we hear you slapping motherfuckers upside the head for trying to suck your dick. <laughs> Y'all know me. I can't go to jail, man. I'll be, yeah. I'll be like, I'll be in holding like, it's not me. Yeah. It'll be like an unbelievable, plus that's an unbelievable alibi uh, when the police come. You're like, yeah, man, so she was trying to suck my dick, and I was scared, so I slapped her. Yeah, yeah, put the handcuffs on. <laughs> Sir, you had the right to remain silent. You didn't have to lie to us right Make away. Make shit up. We know this is a goddamn lie. If you're not going to be serious, sir, you can do time for this. Okay? This is I a mean, we, we know you're a comedian what? at all, but we're not here for the knock-knock joke, sir. <laughs> what really happened, sir? <laughs> yeah, that is... Well... Your reflex was slap. According to this, <laughs> according to this survey... I've never told this thing. The 20... <laughs> See, but you offered it up, too. You right. threw it out there. We got the scoop on you good, okay? So, like, you good did an interview... We did an interview, but we got the sex slap story out of Brandon. I feel like, you know what I'm saying, we really yeah. probing deep to get these to get this this hot juice, man. You know what I'm saying? So thank you, Brandon, for sharing and being open with us like that. You're welcome, money. Anything for the black guy tips. I've I've actually uh, interviewed the woman that he slapped. Um, <laughs> I didn't know if she was okay. 
I and still saw handprints over her face. This nigga going to jail. Are you told me all I wanted to give him was a blowjob. Right. Like, that's all I long, long story yeah. short, Mike has played the long game to get Brandon in jail, okay? He's <laughs> <laughs> he's waited years and years for this moment. Him, I was trying to give him a head, and he gave me a hand. Right. <laughs> you see what I did there? That's a butt. Okay. okay. <laughs> I'm not good, okay? I'm not good. That's the problem. This nigga slapping people. (laughs) Oh, man. Uh, So, yeah, the study, the 2019 study is titled Feeling Scared During Sex. Sex researcher Debbie Habernick examined situations in which 2,533 people felt uh, of different ages and genders in the United States felt scared during sex. Almost 20... sounds like the nice way to say somebody's a hoe. <laughs> Feel it. Well, you, know I mean? like, you a hoe? No, I'm a sex researcher. <laughs> oh yeah, I'm a sex researcher. I research I, sex. This is what I do. Trying to figure this shit out. This is what I do. This is what I do. Wor- don't worry about what I be doing. Don't worry about that. That's see my badge, nigga. Sex research. Uh, <laughs> almost 24 percent of adult women survey said they have felt scared during sex at some point in their lives compared to 12.5 percent of adolescent women and 10.3 percent of adult men and 3.8 percent of adolescent men gay lesbian and bisexual respondents and low-income respondents were also more likely to have experienced a scary sexual experience wow yeah mm-hmm. yeah probably right I, mm-hmm. like i don't i don't really yeah know. if you're poor right. you're gonna see some terrifying shit yeah yeah plus i mean like i feel like like sexual violence and stuff like that people ignoring your consent and taking these risks i mean a lot of that's related to people feeling like well you ain't got no agency what you gonna do tell the police so yeah. i'm gonna do something to you yeah. that you can't do shit about look at um what's it, um epstein and all this yes stuff going on. yeah with that whole rate it's like yeah all these these weren't girls who were like making a lot of money and like the, like the, the biggest part of life. These were like women who were young and just were, they were able to take advantage of them. Like mm-hmm. you prey on the lower classes. Yep. Happens, you know. He's like, come here, little bit to my island. Yep. As as well as that nigga did have a yo this yo this nigga like the more you read about Epstein or Epstein or whatever however you say it like yo that nigga sound like a pedophile superhero. Like he got a pedophile house, a pedophile car, a pedophile plane, a pedophile island. Like it sounded like the bat copter, the bat plane, the bat cave. Like the fuck was this dude on? And how was everybody okay with that shit? Like nigga had pedophile employees and shit hooking him up, and they was just like getting W twos and cashing checks every other week. I that's crazy. Money, money must afford people to do some wild, wild shit. And I think if well, depending on if they started with money too, like if they just got into well, especially with like this creepy stuff with like young people. Like, have y'all seen Aziz's new special? Not yet. He has, his bit, he has this bit where he revisits the whole R. Kelly bit that he had this earlier special. Mm. And he talks about he's like, I've been on tour. You got a lot of people on tour to see you going around to see the people you're with. R. Kelly went on tour with some of these young girls. It's like someone should have been like, <laughs> when Robert comes around, like, hey, this is a, a little little girl. It's like. Uh, <laughs> someone should have you know, called somebody. Yeah, somebody should be like, "Hey, do, do you have like a prop? Like, what's going on here?" Right. Like, everyone can't be in on the conspiracy, but at the same time, like, how does a dude like that go around that long if everybody isn't looking the other way, man? Like, it's sad shit, man. Money make people really bring out the worst, and not just yeah. the person, but the people that enable them. Or you have a lot of dirt on people. Yeah. Man, I don't see, dog. Yeah. I don't even think it's that, bro. I like I um 
I wanted Brian to. Singer, I wanted I to. A lot. Say what? I think he had a lot of dirt on right. people. I think Brian Singer had a lot of dirt on Hollywood people mm-hmm. that were at his parties doing like wild shit. And See, I. Did. I mean, I would. In a weird way, man, I feel like that would actually be a better world than the one we live in. Where the only reason I didn't say something is because I was gonna get in trouble too. And I, I paid. Yeah, I think motherfuckers just literally be like, not my children. I don't give a fuck. Like, oh, 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 that nigga is creepy. I don't do any of that creepy shit with him, but I mean, fuck, fuck, it's not my business, you know? And that's, that's really what, how evil spreads around the world, bro. Everyone just tapping the fuck out. Like, uh, I don't got nothing to do with that shit. Yeah, it's also a thing like, because I, what was it? What was it, the uh, R. Kelly documentary? Mm-hmm. Like, watching that, I was just like, man, nobody said anything in, in the thought of, like, well, also, all these people are employed. And right. depending, depending, like, on how how they're associated with them. So, like, if they're employed by R. Kelly, they're like, oh, I'm R. Kelly's road manager. Mm-hmm. And they're like, if I say something, I'm no longer his road manager. And I'm not in a position where I can just be somebody else's road manager. Like, right. if, I, if I give this up, like, I am done. Right. So the same right. thing where, like, you have, the, you have like, the, the, the artist or star, whatever, has their career or, or that rich person has their thing, they're also directly helping this person. Yes. And it becomes, yes. like, a thing where yeah. it's, like, you are now uh, tethered to it. Yeah, right? I, like, I absolutely agree. I agree on those people. The people that I'm really, yeah. like that i feel like don't actually have any dirt or involvement are like you know when he goes on a tour with jay-z twice like Mm jay-z's heard the rumors he's heard about the tapes he's going on tour to do they have a song together about not guilty and shit like that like jay-z has every he had every reason he had every reason to be like (laughs) jay had every reason to be like fuck this dude i'm not you know what i'm saying i'm not gonna do this but I feel like the culture around it at the time is like, well, this guy's popular. He's making hit music or whatever the fuck. He ain't do that to my kids. And like, I'm not in the room. I didn't see it myself. And I feel like so many people do that shit. Like, it's where, like, they, you don't even need blackmail. You, they don't got to even be in on it. They just would rather look the other way and try to imagine, like, not being like, oh, I have nothing to do with this guy. But, yeah that's the shit that always kind of gets me man is that that level of complicity where you know people just want to look the other way not 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 necessarily cover something yeah. up i i feel like now it's weird it's like that there's so much i think like in the media and everything is like we got to the point where everything is just like so terrible mm-hmm. where it's like i it's kind so of want yeah i'm like desensitizing one set in, in one aspect and on the other side it's like I feel like I'm expelling so much energy on all the things that I don't have energy for my like my own shit that I should care about. Mm. You know what I mean? So it's like, okay, like the Epstein, the Epstein stuff that's going on. It's like, all right, give all the information, let all these things parts out. Like it's kind of like how I did, uh, how I do, how I did Star Wars. How I watched Star Wars. Like mm. when it was going on, didn't watch any of it. Now that it's done, I can just sit and watch and digest it, and now I can feel how I gotta feel. Instead of like something keep happening, just, something else comes up. It's just like uh, just to confirm, it's not done. You still got one more movie. <laughs> you still got. See? You still got. That's why. Nine. That's why. That's why. And what was wild? What's wild is though, um, shit like the Epstein oh, stuff what? is not is never done because um, what's wild is that like he did it for so long so now it's like he did something for so long and people want all the information right away but like he got a 20 year head start of dirt 
so you gotta so like you got you got investigative journalists and shit that are still finding dirt out every day like yo we had to look into this thing he had these people on his plane he had a party we got this 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 person that just heard about the other rumors i mean the other accusations they came forward now they got their accusations it's it's you know it's like waiting on the bill Cosby shit to stop it's never gonna stop because it's always gonna be somebody like yo but i never said what i had to say and now i want to come forward so yeah the shit is shit is wild but uh yeah the the choking during sex thing is so so weird to me because i i don't know how like if that because people say it's like a porn thing like like people are watching porn and then this doing that on a first date but it's like porn isn't real so you can't like you know what I'm saying you can't just go by that and be like yo i'm on a date i'ma just do whatever the fuck i seen this nigga doing a video well on the other side of it though it's like if you're just an uncreative person <laughs> just a copycat can... <laughs> yeah you know what i mean just like i right, you know like like shit, when when Richard Pryor started started out, he was telling jokes like Cosby, you know, right. what I mean? before he found his voice. So sometimes you might have to watch the porn before niggas you find out here watching. They need to watch some different porn then. You can't yeah, be out here man. watching they like need- Wesley Pipes and then dry, trying to date one of these chicks because mm-hmm. uh, you're gonna end up in jail, fam. It, mm-hmm. This this shit is this shit is you Yeah, especially if you're head tie, you're gonna try some weird shit in bed. Right. Yeah, yeah that that's not gonna end well. You you thought you were gonna stab her, she ended up stabbing you when you choked her. Yeah, these are professional actors on the set with a script or some motherfucking like checklist before they have sex like dog don't do that um that's 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 the shit too where it's like also looking at like professionalism you know mm-hmm. what i mean because it's like yeah it's a, they're porn they're, they're porn stars they're right. you don't think about that they're working I think it's the amateur amateur porn though that sometimes yeah. comes with people like they're like oh this is real couples right they're really getting down but no, they all still get paid by Right. Yeah. There's no like that's the thing. There's no por- amateur porn because if so, why the fuck is everybody's pubes shaved? You know what I'm saying? It don't even make sense, fam. Like if it was just amateur porn, like somebody would be having like a mad mad bush down there. Like dudes only dudes only go hairless for porn, dog. Like that's the only time you ever see a dude with no fucking hair on his dick and balls, fam. So like why are you even pretending that this is real don't get fooled by the illusion dog if you see some like scruffy ass nigga that's some amateur porn where you just be like yo this this nigga like he rolled out of bed and like after eating a hungry man meal like that motherfucker's doing amateur porn if they still look like a fucking porn star then that's just then it's just just regular porn on a non-hd camera don't fall for the okie doke Exactly. You need a bush look like Bob Ross's afro. That's how you know it's authentic. Right. You like oh now <laughs> see now see them people. That call that's back. a married call couple. Back. Call back. Call back. <laughs> uh, I, I watch this. I watch this really authentic porn where uh, this this girl was getting on top of this dude to give him some head, and then he just slapped her. And I was like, this is the most <laughs> authentic scene I've ever seen. I never could imagine anything. He looked. He looked scared. <laughs> It was called scared porn. It's a new genre. He looks shook. Motherfuckers get scared. Start American Collins. Yeah, it was like a slap. It was more of a reflective slap. Right. When I knew it was authentic. He was shook. He ran out the room. He started screaming. It's like, is this guy okay? Yeah. I'm like, oh wait, I know that guy. The question is. The question is, everybody satisfied. And then, and then, and then the rest of the porn is eight hours of them going to sleep. <laughs> waking up in the morning just <laughs> it's just an awkward conversation anyway the rest of the, the gentleman after they wake up is just like you good <laughs> 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 
did. That's what porn <laughs> should be. Porn should be like the conversations afterwards and before. Like that's, they had to start adding that into porn now, where it's like, so listen, there's gonna be some choking on this set. We don't want anybody to believe that this shit is just like impromptu. Okay, we got, we are trained actors. We are making this look okay. Okay, don't try this yeah. shit at home. No, we 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 put like this. We are fit. We are in shape. Right. We can literally fuck for thirty to forty five minutes. Most right. of the people cannot. Particularly, you to be with somebody, you looking like you good? No, or you right. you you okay? I right, we can you stop know. now. I'm gonna slap her in the face several times. This is all okay, guys. Yeah, it's you, all scripted. Nobody's gonna be like my knees hurt, my back yeah. hurt. Go get a pillow. Don't, None of that's happening. Don't take somebody to fucking Olive Garden and then go home and slap them in the face. It's not gonna work the mm-hmm. same. And hey, you go ahead and look stupid. <laughs> <laughs> As so you can tell, we watch a lot of porn. Mm. You know how insecure has the wind down. Yeah. You want to have a porn and then have like the pipe down after. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) We just gotta go scene by scene, guys, with an interview here. What were you thinking? The only porn that does that is like freaky BDSM porn that like took it a little too far. They always have to have that interview afterwards with the woman like, you was cool with this, right? And she's like, Oh yeah, yeah, I'm cool with it. I'm cool. I'm a professional. I'm and, like, and you know, you know, you know, your scene was too far. Where you had to go back and be like, man, we're gonna need some consent on tape because these niggas are not gonna believe the wild shit that we just did. And sometimes I'm still looking like I still want to call nine one one, ma'am. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, police caution against flushing drugs due to Alabama meth gators. Oh, the gators hooked on drugs. Uh, police department in Tennessee use yeah. the them gators gonna be knocking on y'all doors fucking y'all up uh police department in tennessee used the recent arrest of a guy who unsuccessfully tried to flush some meth down the toilet to proverbially dunk on a fellow embarrassing headlines generator i.e the increasingly increasingly harrowing state of alabama the loretta police department uh took to the arguable social media graveyard service known as facebook over the weekend this is a sassy ass article to announce <laughs> to announce the arrest of a man in question uh sharing an al.com spotted photo of the recovered substance and related paraphernalia the department also shared a message warning others not to emulate the hasty flushed methods utilized in diminishing results here randomly mocking alabama for what they characterize as a recent uptick in meth up animals uh, meth up animals that sounds like uh our, uh like uh like mike tyson tried to say messed up animals according to the department these, these alligators gonna be modified y'all are clear they're gonna fuck around walk on two feet they're gonna be asking everybody for drugs they're gonna fuck somebody up according to the department all about she tried Daddy. to get away from a meth crocodile shit. <laughs> Crawl. The, <laughs> the animals is looking, the alligators looking for meth. That's yeah. the whole fucking movie. They looking for the meth house. Also breaking bad shit. Uh, according to the department, Saturday's shared Facebook post of the incident, which notably includes a presentation of a presumed joke about meth boosted alligators in North Alabama and uh the individual in question identified as andy perry was ultimately arrested on charges including possession of schedule two meth for resale possession of drug paraphernalia evidence and evidence tampering uh all told police say they uncovered 12 grams of meth as well as an, an, another 24 fluid ounces of it in like in liquid form. meth is in liquid form it's a liquidified meth. Yeah, you put it like in an like icy like a cbd oil Get some fucked up for yeah. two hours. You be thinking you let, touching cactus. Mm. Popsicle stick. What's happening here? Yo, that I didn't know that. That's that's some wild mm-hmm. shit. 
I, I'm, a, I'm a square i don't know nothing about no drugs yeah i thought you had to like smoke ref like rocks and shit i see it like I a documentary i didn't know you could just fucking like take a swig of meth jeez they no, never like mouth like mouthwash what is this it's all evolving baby all evolving nobody I'm ever gonna, gonna catch that. i'm on meth right now <laughs> it makes you what jumpy it would it, it would explain some of this dick slapping shit you're doing it would explain y'all, <laughs> i didn't slap no dicks I getting all twitchy getting all twitchy <laughs> <laughs> now nah, I, I mean i feel like meth like we haven't seen a gator this high since um sam jackson and uh jungle fever uh, <laughs> that's, that's, that's the last time all these gators gonna be out there doing the gator shuffle because uh, i do it <laughs> was there was there an alligator in black snake mode because i know there was a chain to white i mean if you I look at like, those dicks so what else you got over there all right <laughs> uh, let's move into the next segment uh let's play a little bit of guess the race <laughs> now that it's time for some guess the race that's right it's guess the race time now that it's time for some guess the race that's right it's guess the race time that's right it's time for guess the race the number one game show going across all the podcast land we read and play news articles from all over the globe and we ask our contestants today mike and brandon of the comedy outliers to guess the race and of course everyone playing yeah. is racist and karen plays too and the chat room yes i do and y'all are racist all right uh let's see here narcs bust aspiring rapper who calls himself mr alabama with over three hundred thousand dollars worth of drugs it's a lot of drugs yes um yeah uh apparently a Was rapper myth we just talked about the meth alligator well we'll get to that he uh so the police were trying to get him and he uh threw three hundred thousand dollars worth of drugs off an apartment complex balcony <gasps> and now he's behind bars i hope he's dropping bars mm. behind bars the georgia bureau of investigation says drugs and gang investigators arrested kelvin james dark 37 who goes by the name k digger and mr alabama uh press a press release titled uh, it's raining meth says yeah. the drama went down july 10th at an atlanta georgia apartment complex during an execution of a warrant he supposedly threw multiple kilograms of suspected methamphetamine from the balcony of an atlanta high-rise fortunately atlanta police uh department officers were able to safely recover the discarded contraband from a nearby surface street without incident dark is charged with trafficking methamphetamine trafficking marijuana and possession of a firearm by a convicted felony a felon uh so and so none of none of the people that actually hooked on drug is nearby everybody's like what the fuck is that falling out the window uh agents recovered uh wait hold on what'd you say i'm sorry Oh no, there's more. There's more to it because I was ready to guess. Was oh ready. yeah, yeah. So it's some more. Agents recovered two semi-automatic rifles, a Glock handgun, which was reportedly stolen from Talladega, Alabama. In addition, uh, Alabama. In addition, over five kilograms of suspected meth with an estimated street value of two hundred and fifty thousand, and over thirteen pounds of marijuana valued at more than sixty thousand. He was charged with trafficking meth 
and marijuana possession of a firearm i could be felon now i said that another person tiffany peterson 33 Aww. was arrested and charged with trafficking meth trafficking marijuana and possession of a firearm during the commission of a felony and it's not clear if peterson and dark are connected um and according to k diggers bio he's been officially titled mr alabama because of his diehard hustle and relentless drive to win his albums include gangster party chronicles volume 18 Oh, uh, say that again. Oh, I just said, is he winning the court cases? Because it sounds like he's going to jail. <laughs> I'm so. destined to win. <laughs> Wait, his name has nothing to do with Alabama. Mm-mm. Okay, Gangster Party Chronicles. I think I know. So his albums are Gangster Party Chronicles Volume 18, Four Way EP gangster party chronicles volume 19 and zaytoven presents zay tiggy's gumbo okay this changes everything zaytoven is involved yeah he's changes everything. gonna sign your pity on okay. the running kind um ah. he also says in his bio i guess it's like i'm almost preaching and telling how it is instead of offering a bunch of punchlines and cheap gimmicks to make folks laugh i like to make them think i talk about real life situations and how they affect me in my everyday life his bio also claims that work with gucci Mane, rocco the don and yo Gotti. um would y'all like to hear his song uh or would y'all like to guess first and then i play a song after the guesses guess first okay you go guess? okay all right brandon oh this this dude's black okay karen oh that's a negro and mike see well i was gonna say maybe he's this white guy you know he's from he's from the house of stark you said he's from mm-hmm. stark. he also has well dark d-a-r-k oh he's from the house of dark oh he's black okay all right chat chat room what are your beliefs uh in the chat room what are, what are, what race do you think he is cousins in them. They, 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 they dark racket. you know what it is uh in mike in mike elp's voice oh this was a nigga black uh creator of crack alligators <laughs> uh what race is that black rob had the wrong method to his madness black says k can um <laughs> mr dark mr dark is a darkie Obama as kelvin is black and crack equal black the correct answer is and um everybody went with the same thing and everyone got it correct uh he is black so congratulations everyone i mean say tobin's barbecue bar mitzvah soup whatever the fuck that album was called. volume 27 would y'all like would y'all like to hear some of his song uh his song is called street nigga shit okay produced by zay oh, okay i'll i'll play some for you in case you haven't heard it, it before like- Street nigga shit. Street nigga shit. Bells, bricks. Street nigga shit. Street nigga shit. Bells, bricks. Street nigga shit. Street nigga shit. Street nigga shit. Bells, bricks. Street nigga shit. Street nigga shit. Street nig
Street Nation shit, or is there like verses? Uh, I don't know. Like that's thirty three seconds into a two minute song, and he hasn't said no raps. I'll fast forward a little yeah, bit. I mean, I know I, I was wondering what type of shit it was, and yeah, and, um, I think it's George Street Nation shit. But I want to know if there's anything else to it. Yeah, let's see if I can. Catch. With my big white pads, no soap. You can get them for the low, no soap. I'm riding round now, and bitch, I'm getting it. The pageant came in, a hundred things a midget. I'm still independent, so fuck your contract. Shown ain't smoke, how contact? You tricking all with hoes, that's a no-no. You see the red eye, then my logo. Oh, this is really just like a drug ad, really. This is really like a two-minute commercial. This nigga gonna be in jail like Terrence Howard's character in Hustle and Flow at the end, <laughs> where everybody has this black ass mixtape. They're like, oh yeah, you got you make you make music, man. It's like everybody gotta have a dream, Mr. Alabama. Right. I, I mean, Mr. Alabama. I mean, he essentially is telling you exactly the kind of drugs he sells and how to get them. So I mean, it's basically like, what's the difference between this and like Trevita for uh, Trevada for prep commercials, like? He just essentially being like, if you would like some meth, um, I know where you can acquire some from me. So I I get it, you know. I haven't seen an ad that good, uh, a rap ad for drugs that good since uh, uh, my man Sir Smoke A Lot made I Want to Talk to Samson. So good for him. Yeah. Let's get to the next one. Um, Street nigga shit. Street nigga shit. Uh, (laughs) A strip club patron left two kids home alone. Oh shit! A man left two children, one of whom suffers from brain damage and is severely autistic. What? Home alone early Friday, where he spent four hours at a Florida strip club. Calvin Dwayne Guice, G U I C E, thirty eight, was uh was has been charged with a pair of felony child neglect counts in connection with his late night excursion to the Four Play Gentlemen's Club in Saint Petersburg. Not four play which is about nine miles from the residence where he was supposed to be supervising his children uh you know you know he was probably on twitter like i'll be right back (laughs) he was probably on twitter complaining about you know paying child support too at the time why can't i just have custody of my kids myself in the old town road y'all be all right he was on snapchat i'll be back when i'm back a criminal complaint does not reveal his relationship to the minors whose mother was in georgia attending her mother's funeral (gasps) yep his cops say he was left to care for the children during this time the court filing also does not indicate how police learned the children were left alone or how long uh guice was supposed to take care of them somebody called on him yeah uh he also admitted to leaving the children home alone while he was at the strip club where he would consume four or five jack and cokes uh he reportedly acknowledged that the children were unable to care for themselves especially in the event of an emergency police said one of the children suffers from brain damage is severely autistic and physically disabled when cops checked on him the victim was located in his room in a urine filled diaper <gasps> yep the victim whose age was redacted from the complaint is nonverbal and needs constant supervision the what? other the other child is a girl who's a girl is also unable to take care for the victim nor herself uh he was released yesterday uh after posting five thousand dollars bond a judge ordered him to have no contact with the two children um and he told police he works for the va hospital he's an army vet who's been stationed at fort stewart in georgia um so guess the race black i'm gonna go west indian i'm going with west indian i heard jack and coke and i'm sticking going with it okay randy 
Unfortunately, I'm going with black as well. Okay. Jack and Cokes, and then uh, driving nine miles to a strip club. Let's check the chat room. Uh, I'm specifically going West Indian. I would go Jamaican if it was Ray and Nephew. Okay. But it's a Jack and Coke, so I feel that's mm. where we're going to well, the oh, uh, chat room says, gotta, gotta see those titties, black. Aww. Uh, one who refers to raising his own kids as babysitting. Bla- black Rob, what race is that? I need you to complete the race, okay? Don't try to make me fill in the blank with my own racism. I know your trick. It's not gonna work, fam. Uh, one who refers to raising his own kids as babysitting. He's going to jail now, black. He was looking for a new mama for his kids. Also, him, fuck them kids, black. White. If it helps, he asked the stripper to call him daddy. Um, shameless white. Damn, unfortunately, this nigga is black. Uh, blacker than Mr. Alabama. The correct answer ah. is, and, uh, everybody who said black, you got it correct. Uh, if you said white or anything not black, you got it wrong. I show y'all the picture, but it's—I show y'all the picture, but it's like messing up on my uh, computer. And uh, I forgot to restart my computer today. Oh, you um, I'll see if I can like put the copy and paste it into the chat, yeah, so you guys can maybe see it that way. Although I'm not sure that will work. Damn. Anyway, he black, um, and and maybe maybe he's West, maybe he's West Indian or something, and you know he's just a black passing less West Indian. But we got to go by the racist scale, so he's black. Oh, looking at them eyes. He drank all four of them crown and cokes or whatever he had. <laughs> Jack and cokes. Jack and cokes. All right, let's go to the bonus round. Uh, we're running out of time here. I want to get these guys out of here on time. Uh, here we go. Double the points and the race. Double the points and the race. That's right. Double the points, double the race on the bonus round against the race so far uh they're all over the place i think karen and brandon are two for two yes. mike is one and one but now everything counts for double let's see if mike can uh, catch up here um all right let's see a woman wait do i want to do this one how long is this not nah, too long let's do a shorter one um let's do um a florida man says lighting firecrackers under a child's bed yeah is a prank gone wrong what why would you do that a florida man is taken into police custody for what is being called a prank gone wrong according to okaloosa county sheriff's office matthew morrison threw firecrackers under the bed of a sleeping nine-year-old girl (gasps) the homeowner says morrison lives in a tent nearby and broke into the house with fireworks saturday uh morrison was chased out of the house with a stick and arrested shortly afterwards police found methamphetamine in his pants pockets what the girl said she was scared by the explosion but she did not appear to be injured morrison is facing numerous charges including burglary child cruelty without great harm possession of a controlled substance as well guess the race of mr matthew morrison white 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 i hope it ain't the matthew morrison from glee that'd be weird (laughs) No, it's actually uh, it's actually not that guy. Different guy. Uh, let's see, chat room white, a white man who didn't know he couldn't do that. A firecracker. Uh, 
you can never trust them fiery crackers okay all right well you guys all got it right that said white correct <laughs> he does have a really he has a really good mug shot <laughs> He does have a really good mug shot. Like he looks very sorry that he got caught. Like he's really like he looks like a scratch off version of Toby from This Is. Oh, those ears! I was gonna say. He's like apparently the joke was on me. The prank, the prank was on me. All right, let's go to uh, Sword Ratchetness. The last thing that we talk about here. Longest clip ever. What? Wow, that's cool. Sword Ratchetness is a segment where we talk about the people who uh, have swords and they're out here just like living life, doing crimes and shit, and nobody's doing anything to stop them. We don't have sword control in many countries, and we're just here promoting safe sword possession laws okay we have gun control laws but no sword laws that's ridiculous a woman has been arrested for slashing a man with a samurai sword it's believed the two had a confrontation inside a liverpool unit before the 29 year old woman left shortly before midnight oh must try to choke her on the first date the 23 year old man followed her onto the street where the fight continued he then threw a brick at the woman oh shit she responded (laughs) say i'm sorry brady what'd you say oh no that was mike oh yeah 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 you know throw a brick that's what you gotta do sometimes you know what i haven't seen this many bricks thrown since mr alabama was getting arrested by the police she responded she responded by allegedly pulling out a samurai sword forcing the man to run from the area oh she was like oh you want to throw bricks i got something for that brick did he know she had the sword before he threw the brick or or immediately afterwards yeah that's why he ran yeah he found the brick threw it (laughs) you always run when you know your partner got a weapon that she could they could retaliate i will tell you something dog like if a motherfucker pull a sword up out of nowhere that's the scariest shit in the world dog justin (laughs) Justin brown did that one time in college apparently this white boy was testing him and he's like all right nigga and he went back to his dorm room and got a sword and came back yo now see that's so ridiculous because it's like if you say i'm going to get my gun i'm immediately scared if you go if you say i'm going to get my sword there's a lot of people that are like i'm gonna wait around and see this think that nigga really got sword like I'm but going to the trunk. i'm gonna get my thing out the trunk right like, wait, 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 what? <laughs> i'm about to slice up everybody at this court i told you i ain't travel like what uh, but nah it's waiting all day <laughs> in my mind yo the scariest thing would be like if i get into an altercation with somebody and it's like i think it's a normal altercation like you know saying like oh nigga you you push me or some shit i push you back and then you pull out a fucking sword like out of a sheath like i didn't even know you had the fucking sword on you that would scare the fuck out of me dog like that might be scarier than someone pulling out a gun because like a sword is like a slow fucking death you know what i mean yeah, uh, like uh, when me and uh, Get Richard died trial when he had that cane that was actually secretly a sword. Yeah. Was, See? Like, 
I would probably piss my fucking pants, dog. Like if a nigga just like I've had a gun pulled out in my vicinity before, and I wasn't as scared. I wasn't like that scared. Like I was obviously like, let me get the fuck out of here. But if a nigga pull out a sword, I'm like, oh, you crazy, crazy. If if he pulls out a sword, you know there's like a backflip in there. As well. <laughs> <laughs> looks like looks like uh, we lost power. So thanks for having me. All that. right, uh, the New York blackout has happened again. I don't know what happened in the, to the lights in the room. Let's go while they still have reception, <laughs> guys. What is uh, where's the comedy outliers? Uh, tell everybody where to be before the ghost gets you. Yes, Saturday, July twenty seventh, comedy outliers at the Bell House in Brooklyn, New York. If you're around, please come check us out. I'll put the ticket link in the chat. But if you're not in the chat and you're listening to this at home, you can get tickets at AmericanCounts.com or OldAtMikeBrown.com or TheBellHouseNYC.com as well. All right, thank man. Much, yeah, thank you. Thank you for uh, following <laughs> us and having us on the show. Um, hopefully, we make it to the show. I hope so, too, man. I this shit is so scary. Uh, y'all get the fuck up out of there. Um, until then, you know what I'm saying, like, oogie motherfucking boogie until then uh (laughs) karen (laughs) karen i love you i love you too